joining us. And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I'm so excited. I'm already, I've been having lots of laughs with Mark already. <laughs> um, but I am here with Super Gut founder, Mark Washington, and Chris. Chris, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, so pronounced Damon, just like the actor, Matt, Matt Damon, oh. spelled differently, but yeah. No relation. No relation. No relation. <laughs> I have a cousin named Matt, but very different person. That's hilarious. Oh so Matt God. Damon says my name's pronounced like Dr. Chris. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on Emotional Support. Um, if you aren't familiar with the podcast, I'll give you just like a little breakdown. It's basically my life story where I bring people on to interview and learn more about emotions, mental health, hmm. wellness. I personally, myself, um, I'm nine months postpartum. So this episode, this season, thank you. Yeah, so this season yeah. has been dedicated to a little bit of like pregnancies and, you know, postpartum life and all of that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. specifically, I live with bipolar one disorder. So for me, mental health, mental wellness and gut health is very, very, very important mm -hmm, to me. Mm -hmm. So I have had some people come on and talk about the importance of gut health. But really, when I got introduced to you guys through this email, I was I, I did my research on super gut. Um, and I got so excited because it felt like finally this was a company that cared so much where there was actual research and, and mm -hmm. stuff done on it where it's not just like, we were talking earlier, here's something, this will be good for you, try it. I have yeah. also been very particular about what I have been putting in my system because I'm still breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I know a lot of supplements and a lot of, you know, um, you know, health foods and stuff don't work for, for breastfeeding, some do. And so that's why I'm so excited to learn more and just have everyone, all the listeners, kind of experience a little bit about super gut and the importance of our gut health because people don't understand yeah. it is one in the same. Um, yeah, for sure. It's so important. Sure. So Mark, why don't I ask you really quickly, how did you get involved in wanting to start super gut and have this create this awesome baby that you have? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a good way to put it. It is my version yeah. of a baby. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit older, so the baby's three years old now, but um, <laughs> you know, it is it is a baby nonetheless. So, so yeah, so I've um, been fortunate in my career to be in this space that I know and love. It's mm. my personal passion is health and wellness. It's kind of, you know, all things better for you, both what you put in your body, how you move your body. Um, and, you know, so I've been in this space, like food, beverage, supplements, fitness, kind of throughout my career. So it's what I know and love personally. And I just, it's my drive to help other people live sure. healthier lives. But historically it's been as an executive, right? In larger companies, bigger brands. And I had this itch to create uh, to do something that hadn't been done. And I describe it as this head meets heart moment mm -hmm. of the head was like, I know this space. I know that there's an opportunity to do something differently, right? To take a more scientific, you know, clinically backed based approach that could fundamentally work. Like it was just like in me, I knew that right. there was a, 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 not just a market opportunity, a need, right? Mm -hmm. For better for you, functional foods that actually did something that delivered on the promise, didn't right. just make a right. claim, right? And so I knew there was a, a, a need mentally, but the heart is why I decided to start this company. And I think I'd mentioned to you before, my, my inspiration really is my younger sister, Monica, 
who struggled with their health uh, mm. throughout her adult life. Um, you know, so a lot of metabolic conditions such as diabetes and obesity uh, and hypertension as well. Mm. And she lived a, a very full life, but she really struggled. And she tragically passed away a few years ago due to complication with her health and actually a risky um, pregnancy. Uh, oh, she wow. passed away during during childbirth. Like it's crazy that that still happens wow. in this day and age. Is, is, it happens is so often people don't talk about it enough. People don't talk about it. And and you know what, it's, it happens um, significantly more often amongst African-American communities Absolutely. as well. It's, it's these things that just need to be talked about uh, more. Um, that shook me to my core. Like, as you can imagine something like that would happen in this day and age, especially as, you know, I'm a health and wellness executive, right? And this happened right. in my own family, my own sister, right? And yeah. I was like, this is- But that's this, why um, it's so important to you. And that's why there's such exactly. heart and soul behind it. You you nailed it, you nailed it. It was like, right. you know, what better way to honor her legacy than by helping other people, sure. right? With food, with truly functional food that really works, that can empower you with better control of your health, like physically, mentally, as we'll get into, it's all very much connected. And that was sort of the spirit behind founding Supergut a couple of years ago and realizing that the gut, which we'll also talk about more, yeah. is like your foundation for, for health was like the pathway for how uh, I wanted to go about it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh. First and foremost, I'm extremely sorry about your sister. And I thank, thank you. you for bringing you, to light because I think, like I said, people don't talk about this enough. And I've tried mm -hmm. to push the importance of how risky pregnancies can be how yeah. childbirth, people die a lot. Yeah. And it's not yeah. talked about how it's... often. Um, and especially in the African-American community, it's 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 so unbelievable that this isn't just like loud in people's faces, like wake yeah. up. Um, yeah, for Wow, sure. and it's, for it's sure. anyways, that's, I'm very sorry, but I'm so yeah. lucky to, to have been able to meet you, to be able to have this story and talk about it and show what light we can bring to this. So this is Thank so Thank you very much. So Thank beautiful. you very much. That's exactly the take yeah. that I, I take on it as well. And it's honoring her legacy um, by helping other people. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. And Dr. Chris, no relation to Matt. How did you, um, <laughs> how did you get involved in Super Gut? And how did you and Mark, have this connection, you know, what, what is it that brings you to super gut? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, first it's always hard to come after Mark because I know, his story right? is so moving uh, and palpable. Beautiful. And, you know, truth be told, it was uh, that story in, in mm -hmm. Mark's heart that was really captivating to me as well uh, in, in joining uh, the company. Um, in terms of my personal story, I'm a, I'm a GI doc. Um, recognize maybe i should say a recovering gi doctor oh, okay. <laughs> I, I recognize just how little nutrition training yeah. uh, we get during our four years of medical school and then beyond in, in residency and fellowship even in gastroenterology you know i can count the number of days almost on my fingers plus or minus toes wow um and there's a, a growing movement within medicine right now to recognize the power of food which one can trace all the way back to the foundation of medicine and Hippocrates, mm. right, during Greek times, right. uh, who said, let food be thy medicine, medicine be thy food. Well, I had a, um, an incredible opportunity for five years after my training, uh, and as uh, a young uh, um, academic doctor at the University of Washington, to join uh, the Gates Foundation mission mm. to help mothers uh, and children in low-middle-income 
countries in Sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia, uh, and led the uh, Gut Health Microbiome Functional Food uh, Initiative at the foundation uh, for that duration. Wow. We were focused on malnutrition, undernutrition, but it became painfully clear and obvious to me how we were really just replacing one disease with another. Mm. Um, and that overnutrition um, truly was as looming a problem uh, in these parts of the world uh, as undernutrition. And I saw a lot of the, the learnings that we had had uh, in undernutrition as being very applicable to mm. overnutrition as well. And so with that inspiration, it was uh, a shift uh, really kind of back home uh, to how one could short circuit uh, this mm. disease process and, and do it through uh, a new approach to food, uh, thinking about the functional ingredients like mm -hmm. the fibers and the polyphenols and such that we'll, we'll get into. So oh my God. I, I met Mark, he, he um, had started the company already. Um, he was interested in doing a gold standard trial to mm. validate and I'm like, oh, I, I understand mm -hmm. those letters. Uh, Speaking of language. Right, right. like, that's my language. I can right. do that. And it, it, it was very clear that it was a company that was trying to do things differently. Uh, and that's something that I could resonate with. Oh, gosh, I absolutely love that. And so what is it specifically that you think that the whole world, all of us people, what do you think that we are lacking in right now in, in gut nutrition? I mean, obviously we can state the facts of, you know, you see fast food and it's cheap, it's easy, it's accessible. Yeah. It's something that people can just like grab and go, go on their way. Um, a little backstory on me, I actually am a vegetarian and I've actually never tried chicken or meat because I was allergic to everything as a baby, including my oh, mom's um, breast milk. So I was only given pureed wow. fruits and vegetables and they figured, oh, later in life, like she'll, you know, you know, eat a burger, like she'll go to McDonald's, you know, mm -hmm. and I never mm -hmm. did. So for me, I have such a sensitive stomach because any sort of fat or grease or something really will affect me because I've had such a clean diet my whole life. And I, people think it's like wild and crazy. And I'm like, I, I guess like, I, but I don't know any different, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But what is it that, that, you know, we're lacking because I've been someone that was so conscious of, of mm -hmm. what foods I ate. So it's very hard for me to kind of wrap my head around just going yeah. to McDonald's and having a burger every yeah. single day. But what, what, what can we do? Like, what is the change? What's the, the link that's missing right now? You want me to take a go, Mark? Go for it. Go for it. I have some <laughs> thoughts, of course. But yeah, this is something that gets, this gets both of us really going. Like, oh, good. That's what I wanted. So I wanted ahead, some, some yeah, spiciness yeah. right now. Okay. Absolutely. Go for it. Go for it, Chris. Well, first, Alessandra, I, I, I want to validate your experience and probably a lot of your listeners' experience that nutrition and health is so personal. Totally. Right? Thank you. And, and one person's solution is maybe not another person's solution. And that right. has a lot to do with the microbes in our gut, uh, a little bit to do with our genetics. Mm. Um, and so um, that's so, so important. I think a lot of there are these diatribes uh, yeah. out there and very um, passionate and entrenched views. And I think that's what's fueling that is because sure. people's experiences are different and understandably so based on the biology. That said, I think at a population level, uh, what is missing is largely what's been processed out of food. Mm. Uh, and, and that would be the fibers, the polyphenols, um, 
you know, not all fat is, is bad. There's good bioactive fats. Uh, and then also fermented foods and the products that are made during fermentation are incredibly important um, and under-consumed at this point. Mm -hmm. I call them the four phonetic Fs. The, the phenols is a bit of a cheat, <laughs> but um, when, when people ask, well, what are we missing? What do we need for our gut microbiome to be healthy? Right. Um, those are usually the things that I point to. Mm. So here's the here's my the tagline that I used for yeah. your statement, Alessandra. I say as a again, population societal wise, we are overfed but undernourished. Right. And so when you think about that, and it's kind of back to what Chris said, that's like the two sides of the this double burden. Overfed when you look at the amount of especially the types of calories that we consume, way more that we need to be eating. Way but when more. you actually look at the quality of the nutrients that right. we are consuming we are way undernourished, right. right? And so we will take one of those, you know, phonetic Fs, and obviously one that we focus on a lot is fiber, right? Um, you know, in many ways, your grandma was right. <laughs> she didn't necessarily do all yeah. the research about the gut microbiome and, and seeing DNA sequencing, et cetera, but she had her instincts were right that, you know, fiber is really important, right? Yeah. Not just for your digestive system, but for overall total health. And when you look at, you know, the Western diet, it is one of the most de biggest deficiencies that we have in our diet is the fiber and fiber gap. So literally 5% of US adults get the minimum amount of fiber in your diet on a daily basis that you're supposed to. So literally none of us, right? And that is one of the biggest gaps in terms of what we're not getting through our diets. Obviously there are other nutrients as well, like Chris yeah. mentioned, but you know, we obviously focus a lot on fiber, especially given it's direct connection to nourishing your gut. Um, and this fact that there is such a, a significant fiber gap, which we think is one of the leading causes driving like this health epidemic, but also think is part of the solution, like a way around it, a way to empower all of us with better control of our health, physical, mental health, you know, gut health as well. We think, you know, closing that fiber gap is really, really key. Oh, I, I completely agree. What is, what do you have, or maybe this isn't even something that you know, but maybe, you know, the science brain, maybe you do know this, like, what is it in fiber that affects the brain? Like, what is there some, what's the connection there? Is it like sleep? I don't know. I'm not yeah, the scientist. I'll let, I'll let Chris, <laughs> yeah, I'll let, I'll let Chris take this one. Um, yeah, so not all fiber is, is equal. Okay. Um, and um, the way that our body um, digests fiber uh, is through the microbes. Mm. Um, so it's, it's undigestible by our own enzymes that are made, you know, in our pancreas and our, our liver. Um, and generally fiber will make it all the way down to the colon and uh, is the primary fuel source for our gut microbiome uh, in the lower gut. Some fibers are a little bit easier to digest mm -hmm. and um, some people have uh, either overgrowth or imbalances in the microbes that are even in the upper gut. Mm -hmm. And and so some fibers will contribute to GI symptoms like bloating and even diarrhea mm -hmm. um, in the upper gut. Those tend to be what are called the high FODMAP fibers. Okay. Um, and they're just specific types uh, that are more readily digestible. Um, other types of fibers are pretty categorically only digested in the lower part of the intestine, uh, in the colon. Uh, those are low FODMAP fibers. 
Um, and Which is a good thing. The, I just want to be clear. Right. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. good thing. Yeah. 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 Those are the ones that tend to be uh, better tolerated by people as well. Mm. Wow. And then, so I think, to, and then back to, to, to connect the dots then to the mental health, like, and Chris, you can speak a bit more of the science of this. Like many people call the gut, like your second brain, right? Totally. Because it has such a direct connection between what's happening in your digestive system with all these microbes that Chris is talking about and your brain. And, and it's a bi-directional um, uh, relationship as well. Like what's happening in your gut has a direct impact on what's happening in your in your brain. Yeah. And also what's happening in your brain has a direct connection to what's happening in your gut as well. It's like Absolutely. this bi-directional highway. Um, mm -hmm. And so Chris, one of the stats that I've heard, and you can verify this, is like, it's so directly connected. Like literally many of the neurotransmitters are produced in your gut. And mm -hmm. so things like serotonin, right? <laughs> things that you think of for mental health, clarity, mood, et cetera, these things that regulate a lot of your mental health, a lot of that is actually produced in your gut, right? And so when you feed your gut and when you have a healthy, balanced gut, which obviously fiber is key, that has this direct and bi-directional sure. impact between your mental health as well. Did I say that all that correctly, Chris? Um, well put. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes sometimes I me wonder who's he the one that's talking because you've, you've <laughs> captured the concepts well, uh, Mark. The, the one other thing I like to say, so there's neurotransmitters. There's also a very real neural connection uh, mm. between the brain and the gut. It's called the vagus nerve. Yes, um, and I've heard of know, this. Mark alludes yeah. to that with, yeah. with that's the information superhighway. Yeah. There's other ways that the brain and the gut connect, uh, but that's a major one, and it does go both directions. Um, and I, I like to joke what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas, right? Because it, <laughs> it really does communicate. Chris with all the jokes. That's a Chris <laughs> joke. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> What's another mind and, and gut connection? What's another super highway that they can get, get in touch with each other? Is there another super highway? There is. Uh, so, um, the neurotransmitters is, a, is another way. So that can impact the vagus, but it can mm -hmm. also, um, you know, be absorbed into the body and those precursors to neurotransmitters then can cross the blood brain barrier into the brain and be turned into neurotransmitters. So that's wow. another very real way uh, that it's connected the immune system mm -hmm. uh, and the molecules that the immune cells called cytokines okay. um, uh, also profoundly impact the brain. Uh, and then lastly, one of the key molecules that the microbiome makes, it's, it's called butyrate. Okay. It's a short chain fatty acid. Um, that also gets absorbed into the body and can have direct impact on neurons uh, mm. in the brain. So there's, there's many different uh, ways that the gut is connected with the brain, but it's a two-way road, mm -hmm. we said. And so it goes the other way too. Um, and there, um, when we're stressed, and the stress hormones that we produce, that profoundly impacts the gut. Um, sure. It opens up tight junctions. It changes the composition of the microbiome. Um, it changes the types of immune cells that are there. Right. Uh, so um, it really does go both directions. No, and it, you know, it's interesting because I know for, I'll speak for myself and, and for my husband, even though he's like, why are you speaking for me? I'm going to speak for him. And when we, especially him, because I am someone that can have, you know, French fries from McDonald's, we'll say, from fast food, right? And I can mm -hmm. feel like, fine. I'm like, whatever, it's not a big deal. It's not terrible. 
if he were to have it, it you see mm. a whole switch of it messes up his whole body for the whole next week yeah. at least, right? Mm. Then emotionally, I see like such a heaviness of emotional heaviness of just being like mm. lethargic, at, which then could turn into a sort of a depression, which could trigger something else. And I think that that's what people don't understand is our moods can be regulated by what we eat. And it's no surprise when you eat something healthy, you may not be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm satisfied, but somehow your mood feels better and you have the energy and you wanna continue on with your day. And I especially preach to moms who are breastfeeding the importance of eating really healthy, clean, nutritional, and that gives you the energy because it, creates more breast milk for you. It creates better, you know, brain health and and stuff for your baby. Like it really does. Like people don't understand how important something little like a french fry could make or break your day. It's it's so true. I think you're making such a good point. And um in in some ways it almost seems like hard to believe. Like there's these right. connections in what I eat and in my gut and my my brain's all the way up here, but you, there's things like that are tangible that you can see and feel. Like, for again, everybody's different. Different people have different sure. sensitivities, but you can absolutely indicators like what you talked about with your husband, where what you what he consumes affects him physically and mentally. Yeah. The other way around, like you know, I I know like one of the most stressful periods in my life is where I had the most digestive discomfort happening. Right. And right. so you know, like just real world evidence of this connection between the mind and the gut. And so it goes to show then, if you're eating clean and healthy and taking care of your gut, that is kind of the best, most consistent, reliable way to maintain kind of positive mental health as well. So right. it makes sense, right? I mean, just just the practical, you know, right. logic, you know, and your experiences will, will lead you in the same but, direction that the science leads you as well. Yeah, but I think here's a question that I have that maybe you know how to answer is, a lot of people when I, I'll use myself, you know, when, when I talk about that I eat clean and I try to just have, you know, my vegetables and I find my proteins and beans and, you know, other other sources that I can besides meat and fish, mm -hmm. you know, there's people can be quite judgy and be like, well, it's very expensive to live that way, right? And mm -hmm. it's very pricey. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can preach all you want about how you live this, you know, healthy lifestyle, but that costs huge money. So how can we help those that are out there that maybe have, you know, huge families and they have to worry, I have to buy my stuff at Costco because I need to buy in bulk because that is how I can afford. Like, what, what are certain things that we can do to help with those who maybe have a lower income that are just like, it's a rich person problem, you know, at this point? Yeah, so I've got some thoughts. I'm sure Chris, you will chime in on this as well. This is a really important point, right? I mean, and I do think that, um, society-wide, we have not made it easy. Like we made it hard, unfortunately, to live a consistently healthy lifestyle. And a lot of it, I will say, is back to call it big food, ultra-processed fast food, yeah. et cetera, where the game has been optimized to, you know, cheap, tasty calories has been like what the system yeah. has been optimized for, right? And therefore mm -hmm. it makes it, you know, a trade-off. And it seems like a, a it makes it a harder trade-off 
to make healthier decisions that on average are going to cost more, on average are gonna be less acceptable, uh, less accessible, uh, relatively speaking. One thing that I'll just say is, obviously this is a big part of my motivation for super gut is how do we create nutrition that doesn't have as significant of trade-offs, that we're giving you the nutrients that you need, we make it accessible and we make it tasty, right? Right, <laughs> um, right. Our elements of, of this. I think one other element of it that we also try to amplify is having food that also is not just healthier for you, but also satiating mm -hmm. as well, right? right? And so that also plays into the affordability sure. equation. If you're not kind of, you know, eating and then still instantly and hungry still a hungry. half hour right. later, right? Exactly. Like you're going to continue to consume and consume and consume. Whereas if you have, you know, foods, you know, like super gut that are full of nutrients yeah. in particular fiber, it actually has a multiple benefits because not only is it healthy for you and your gut, it's also satiating as well. Right. And so therefore you're not going to need to go out and snack and eat as much, you know, um, outside, but it's something that is, it's not easy though. Like I, I will absolutely, uh, I, I'll cop to it. Like from an industry standpoint, we have to do better. Right? <laughs> we have to do better to make, you know, nutrient packed, nutrient dense food, more broadly accessible, more convenient, tasty, so people are going to enjoy it more as well. I think there's a lot more that we can do uh, to make it easier for people to live a healthier, healthier lifestyle. Yeah, well put, Mark. And this is a theme that was particularly uh, salient during my work at the foundation, uh, right. where cost was incredibly important. And truth be told, the processing that's been done to food uh, historically was with making calories that were affordable and accessible mm -hmm. to the world at large and addressing uh, something called food insecurity, which essentially is you know, hunger, not enough food. Right. Um, and, and the historical processing of things like removing the bran from wheat uh, or rice um, has done an incredible job at helping address those really big issues. Certainly, they're still there uh, to a big degree. Um, but I think what you're referring to is is also the food insecurity that exists, you know, literally right here in our own backyard. Right. Um, and um, the poverty that exists right here yes. in the U.S. And these trade-offs between eating healthy versus just trying to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are some foods that are healthier and affordable, you know, canned beans, um, uh, oatmeal, things like that, um, have great sources of polyphenols, fibers, and um, can be affordable. Um, Mark's point too about if you're eating well, um, the amount of food that you're consuming is less right. because you're full. Um, and while it might seem like some you know foods are more expensive, in the end you actually save money. Uh, I think that's a really important point. But overall. Um, the industry at large needs to do a better job mm -hmm. of making uh, healthy foods that are affordable and available uh, to everyone. I think I see uh, functional food companies that are leading the charge as taking a step in the right direction. And yeah. it's not dissimilar from say, maybe it's an imperfect analogy, but Tesla, right? It's, right. it's, a, it's a bit of a premium product for right now. Um, but with time, uh, and with enough people buying uh, mm. cars that are maybe better for the environment, um, then they become affordable to everyone. Right. And, and I see that happening, too, within the food industry. You'll have these um, shining stars that are setting a precedent, leading a good example. 
And then I see the big food companies recognizing, oh, this can be done. We can right. provide healthy food and do it uh, in a way that's affordable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is a first step in the direction of really transforming the whole food system. I think that's such I, that's actually an amazing analogy for people to kind of, and for myself, but I mean, just for, for the listeners to kind of wrap their head around where it's, that's the first step and it's like, you, Mark, like you're the first step, like you're our Tesla. So like no pressure. <laughs> um, I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that one, Alessandra. <laughs> I won't say you are Elon Musk because I won't, I won't I, compare I, there, but I will say I'm you're the Elon. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's We're what lying. I'm going to say. And what other information go. is there that you want, you know, my listeners and for people like, what is it you want them to know specifically, whether about super gut or any other information regards to the, the mind and gut connection? Yeah. So I'll, I'll start here. I mean, and so we, we talk a lot about how we try to take a different approach, right, at mm-hmm. super gut relative to big food and relative to others in the space to reintroduce these nutrients in a tasty, convenient way. But And the other element we talk about is the science behind mm-hmm. it, right, and trying to do it at a different level. And so so one of the things we've done, and Chris can share more, is like we've actually done this gold standard randomized, you know, double blind placebo controlled clinical study, right? And what that is, is, is what you see is akin to similar to what, you know, biotech and drugs do, which you don't typically see food companies do, but this yeah. is a part of the ethos and the commitment to create functional food that actually works, not just to make a claim. And specifically to your question, I mean, when we went out and did our study, we wanted to look at everything, like how do we actually measure and prove that this product that we're doing, like our shakes in this stance, but we also have bars and a fiber mix, but how do we prove that super gut products have this foundational impact on health? And so we measured lots of different things. We did like some of the clinical outcomes, like your blood sugar levels and weight and blood pressure, those moved in a a quite positive direction. But Chris also set this up. So we actually looked at these other broader measures of health and quality of life. And I'd say in particular of interest for you and your listeners, we looked at many of these mental health connections like we talked about. We looked at real significant indicators of what are people feeling Mm -hmm. and sensing when they're having a consistent habit with super gut. And it was really fortunate we saw positive indicators there as well on these indicators of quality of life and mental health. So things like mood, and mental clarity and brain fog and energy levels and sleep quality, like those all moved in a positive direction for for those who are consuming super gut on a regular basis. So it's just another indicator of this connection between the gut and the mind. And fortunately, like we're tapping into that with super gut to create that great foundation, not just for gut health and physical metabolic health, but also for for mental health as well. So the the science is really real behind this connection and we're delivering on it. Yeah, yeah. I am a believer in the gut body connection at large. And it, it seems a little bit sometimes preposterous to say the gut is connected to so many different systems uh, in the body. Um, I think it's very easy uh, when, when folks start talking about that to kind of be dismissed and to fall into the snake oil category, you know, quite (laughs) frankly. Um, But then with a little twist and, kind of how one perceives food, um, it it starts to make sense. And quite literally, every molecule in our body, every seven years, um, is completely turned over. Wow. All those molecules, and and, you know, some cells, some molecules much, much faster than that, uh, but on average. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the food that we eat and the oxygen 
uh, in the air that we breathe. Mm. And when you think about things that way, it starts to make a lot of sense. Like you truly, truly are what you eat. It's not yes. just, you know, one of these adages. It's, 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 it's real. Right. <laughs> um, and when you think about it that way, then it makes sense that our heart cells, our brain cells, our immune cells, our gut cells, you know, our endocrine cells, uh, yeah. they're made of what we eat. Uh, and it stands to reason that what we eat, how what we eat is absorbed into the body, transformed by the microbes in our gut, mm -hmm. should profoundly impact a lot of these systems. So now I'm going to have a question for you in regards to the children and the next generation. Now, mm -hmm. something, for instance, like for super gut, I'm not sure if you can, if these are products that you can have while you're pregnant or breastfeeding. And mm -hmm. listen, the audience is all over the place. We're, we're all, yeah. all sorts of shapes and sizes with yeah. pregnant bellies yeah. and non-pregnant bellies, men, women, all this. So what I want to know is, though, with with children, like, what is the next step that we can do? For instance, I'm a new mom and I want to instill a very healthy lifestyle into my child, but I'm also very cautious because I don't want to, you know, have body image or body dysmorphia. I don't want to put that in a child, but I want to make sure mm -hmm. like you're eating properly, not because of weight and what you look like in the physical sense of it all, but just for yeah. the mind and gut health. connection and the yeah. health of it all. I want my little girl to thrive in life, you know? So what is something that we can do as adults for this next generation to really help nurture and care about them and, and teach them about the gut and mind connection? I think the important thing, it starts with you. Right. <laughs> like literally yeah. the habits that you're creating in your life, like not just as a role model, but physically preparing yourself and your body. Obviously when someone is pregnant, we always say consult with your physician, et cetera, sure. but just know that the products Great. that we offer are all generally recognized as safe and they're absolutely, you know, safe for, for someone who is, who is pregnant. And frankly, you know, we know this based on the science, like it's that much more important to be taking care of your health 100%. and your body when you are expecting, right. And to be able to, to get your child started off in a positive way. And obviously fiber is a key important element. Sure. To that. So I say it starts with you, right. As the yeah. foundation right, to, to set for, for your children. And I will tell you this from a parent perspective, you know, yeah. we don't have it all figured out, but starting them young, like introducing them early exposure to healthy, you know, foods, I think is an important part of that that experience as a as a child as well one of the things that we've started to do a little bit of uh, is you know sometimes it can be difficult like let's keep it real right as a parent like not yeah. always your kids aren't always going to want to eat the healthiest options like a lot sure. of times very restrictive diets etc one of the things that we found both not just my family but others as well is finding ways to introduce things that they might not even know that it's in there mm. <laughs> you know as a, as yep. a supplemental way to to do it one of the products that we actually offer is this uh is our super gut fiber mix, which is just a powder that can just be added to anything. Uh, so some parents will talk about how they're getting this extra fiber into their kid's diet and their kids don't even know it. Like there's like wow, a trick that's of like amazing. adding it to their yogurt or adding right. it to, you know, a little sure. juice or beverage or something is just one incremental way to be thoughtful in addition to the things of that you course. can do from a whole food diet standpoint as, as well to introduce key nutrients into their diet to get them started on the, on the right path. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I love that too, Mark. Um, and, and this idea of walking the walk, right? Not just talking the talk. Yeah. I had this image come into my head, you know, 
I spend a fair bit of my time on planes, uh, mm. and there's always that safety uh, speech at the beginning, uh, and um, you know the instruction to always get your mask first and then put it on your child. Do you like, listen to my that's... podcast? That's all I talk <laughs> about. I always talk about how you have to take care of yourself and put the oxygen mask so on true. you before someone else. Yes. It's so true. Yeah, no, it's, it's so, so true. That, that resonates, right? You have to take care of your health first. Um, and, and it's a whole health approach too, which you alluded to, right? Yeah. It's nutrition. That's incredibly important pillar of health, but uh, there's other pillars as well. And I don't know if Mark knows this, but I've actually, um, in some spare time, written a little book series for kids uh, that talks about the four different I don't think I what? Yeah. Yeah. We're all learning <laughs> so much on this podcast. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's not published yet. If if you have folks that are listeners that are yeah. publishers, um, send them my way. Uh, but I've really enjoyed. It all started with just bedtime stories to my kids. Um, and one of the key elements in every book um, is relationships right? And, and how those relationships and community is so fundamental to any of the pillars. Um, and there's always at the end of each story um, an activity that parents or caregiver and child can do, which is making a simple meal together. So I think that's oh a really, cool. really important thing that you can do as a parent is when you're preparing a meal involve your children. Oh, I think that's so important. I think I it's like so that. fun. Like even my daughter, she's nine months old, but it's like the simple things of like, when I curate her foods and when I do this, I like show her and I'm talking to her through it. I feel like a sportscaster, right? Like it's like the NBA finals, like when <laughs> I do play it. By play. The play by play. It's like so awkward. I'm like, if someone's listening, this is a little strange. Um, but she's That's so great. excited and so into it, you know? And, I, and I've been introducing her to foods. It's so funny that I never liked, like I hated avocado. I don't know why yeah. I just hated avocado. Yeah. And, yeah. But I was like, this is good for her. So I'm going to make sure this is a good, like healthy fat. She should be having the avocado for her brain function, you know? So I give her an avocado every day, like a little bit of it. And now I've had to eat the food to give it to her to make sure it's okay. And I've learned to actually love it. Like, which is so crazy because for 35 years, I've hated avocado and I'm like, hey, guacamole, <laughs> it's disgusting. Like, no way. And now I wake up craving it. So it's so you interesting. You've seen the light of I've the avocado. I've seen the light of an avocado, you know? <laughs> um, but I think it's so true, you know, getting back to how you say, you know, the brain cells, I mean, the cells like change every seven years. You know, I, I, I've noticed that it was something, I was so allergic to, you know, um, milk and I was so allergic to dairy. Hmm. And now my body can totally handle it and be fine. Like it doesn't seem to be that big of a problem. Right? And it's like, mm -hmm. is it because- mm -hmm my body changed. And I find, you know, doctors are very cautious and saying, being careful, you know, when you introduce peanuts or cashews or, you know, certain, you know, nuts. But it's like, wow, a lot of people that I knew that were severely allergic to peanuts when they were younger now are not, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like the body changes and we have to be so aware of that. And I, and it just shows how important the gut is, how important it is to every aspect of, of everything going on. Now, have you ever done any sure. testing on super gut with specific disorders like bipolar disorder or even, you know, someone who's on the spectrum with autism disorder? So the only studies that we've done 
uh, is in the context of metabolic disease. Okay. And so the randomized placebo controlled trial, um, there've also been a, a couple of small pilots in healthy individuals looking at blood sugar, which wow. right now is a big topic, even outside of diabetes and how that impacts our mood, um, our predisposition to developing diabetes, our weight, et cetera. Those are the main areas that, that we focused on. Uh, but, you know, very open to working with folks that might want to explore some of those other areas. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm sure the company would be, you know, thrilled to, to collaborate on sure. a yeah. project like that. The other thing, I mean, she might speak to that, even though we haven't conducted studies on, on some of these additional, like, uh, like chronic me uh, mental health disorders, sure. there is research connecting the gut microbiome relative to so many of these conditions out there. I'd say it's still early from what I have right. seen, and it's kind of right. causal and showing some correlation, um, not, not yet necessarily causal, like, you know, sure. this was caused by yes. this, no, but no, no, seeing no. a lot of correlation between what's happening in the gut microbiome and some of these serious chronic you know, autoimmune and uh, and mental diseases as well. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's really fascinating kind of the, the way that science is emerging around the connection between, you know, some anxiety oh, and my gosh, Alzheimer's yes. and Parkinson's and other autoimmune diseases relative to the gut microbiome as well. I'd, I'd say right. it feels like we're still in the early inning. No, it's totally early. The different ways that the gut is connected to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of my my nearest and dearest, he's um he's a neuroscientist. His name is David Haggerty, and we do a little sub show on our show called Beauty in the Brain, where we answer fan questions. And I do it from the funny way, and he does it from a neuroscientist, mm -hmm. like the actual way that it should be answered. Um, <laughs> and he's fantastic. But we did an episode um because I was sharing that I have um family members that are on the um autism spectrum disorder. And, um, you know, how they live in areas where farming is very huge and how it's been so nuts, how so many children seem to have spectrum disorders around these farming towns and about the, the pesticides and how important it is, you know, that we need to take care of our gut health and look really where is our food coming from? Where is it being processed? You know, and how important that is. And so that's why it's so great. And I, it, it's so, it's such a perfect time that I just had this episode, you know, a few weeks back and now we're having this conversation on the importance of the gut and mind connection and how important it is for us to see where things are coming from and are they sustainably, mm -hmm. you know, grown and like, where are they manufactured and what are the companies behind it? And, you know, are they related to Matt Damon? You know, these are things that we need to know, you know, in regards to our companies. Public you know? needs to know. <laughs> but I'm sure, I mean, you know, with you working with the Gates Foundation and stuff, I'm sure you're very familiar with all of, you know, the things that have been going on about in regards to food and, you know, farming and stuff. So I think that that's why I'm so excited to share super gut with, with the audience. So they can know this is, this is something that's been backed. It's science based. It's, you know, comes from the heart. Like it's a really, a really great yeah. company, you know? Yeah, um, thanks so much. Thanks so much for, for pointing it out. Like we, that is, that is something as foundation, as you can tell, like, oop, one, we really do care, right? Yeah. And and we really stand behind the science behind what it is. You know, we wouldn't just produce a product just to jump on a trend or what have you. Gut health is hot and trending right now. Like that's not us. Like literally mm. it goes back to the foundational. Is this doing something for you in your body that is, you know, gonna take you to a healthier place? We wanna back that up with uh, with anything that we put out there. Sure, sure. 
My final question for each of you is what is your emotional support? I'll start. Um, for me, it's a, it's a very straightforward question. It, it really is family, and then specifically my wife, um, who is my rock and my foundation, and not just you know I, I couldn't do anywhere close to what I do without you know her support. Um, and yeah, no, doing being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing that I've ever done, like by far. Um, but you know, having my wife's support, you know, with me throughout all of this uh, to help me hold it together and keep my mental sanity while sure. trying to do something that's really, really sure. difficult to do in this, you know, competitive, crazy world. Um, you know, she keeps me sane. She keeps me grounded, <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's no question that she is 100% my, uh, my emotional support, my, my rock. Oh, I love that. Chris. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have to say the same. Uh, my wife, Jenny. She would be um, mad if you did it. <laughs> well, and it's true. I mean, it's heartfelt. Um, and, you know, family at large. And it's, I feel like sometimes we almost have two personas, right? We've mm -hmm. got our work persona. Uh, we mm -hmm. put on a good face. Uh, and then we have this uh, other um you know, top button of the pants, uh, unbuttons persona yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where we're just keeping it super real. Um, and, um, yeah, and in some ways the family, uh, can really get the, the brunt of that sometimes, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and, sure. um, be the buffer and the emotional support to get through those times. Um, and, you know, I, um, incredibly grateful, uh, to my wife, uh, to my kids, to my family for being that sounding board, um, mm. and unwavering, uh, support. Um, so it, it, it I'm not just saying that because <laughs> it's the right thing to say. <laughs> it's like, it's really, and no. because Mark just said it. No, uh, no, it's, no, it's, it's so yeah, true. It's and honestly, 100%. I love that you said at the end, how it's literally like, they get the brunt of it all because I truly feel mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I listen, I have this podcast. I do this on my own. Like, yes, I, I, I'm an actress and that's like a separate thing. But yeah. for me, this is like my baby, right? Because I'm sharing yeah, yeah. my yeah, life story yeah. and it's my journey. And I'll get on behind the mic when I'm having a tough day by myself and just kind of share what that postpartum Absolutely. is going through. And, you know, I do take it out sometimes on my husband or my mom and, you know, I'm just trying to, keep it all together so, so you know it's true we we do mm -hmm. use our loved ones as our emotional support so much like we don't yeah, realize sure. how much we really we need that support so yeah, yeah it's no so, question no question it's so true and how can yeah. everyone get super gut yeah, absolutely. I think the, the best place to find us is our site. Like we're, we're currently 100% sold, you know, online at our site. So it's uh, www.supergut.com. Uh, and you can go and, you know, a lot of what we talked about, we try to provide really helpful content on our site as well, just you about do. the science behind, you know, the gut health and these right. prebiotic fibers that we put in and what it can do for your, your health and your life. And obviously you can learn about our products, our shakes and bars and our yeah. fiber mix. We're also very active on the socials as well. Um, cool. between Instagram and TikTok and, and Twitter as well. Also engaging, but also trying to be, we, we call it edutainment, right? Oh, I, mean, I so like that. that. Like really there's, there's some substance behind it, but also have a little bit of fun with it as well. So hope your folks will, uh, will check us out. I love that. We'll have all the links below. Thank you so much, guys.